0: a podcast about our favorite video games and the stories they tell i'm mike ferris politics is something that many players say they want to avoid in video games games act as good escapist entertainment and being thrust back into the real world with modern issues feels like a rude awakening however political issues in games are inevitable Games are created by human beings with a different world perspectives and opinions. Even something as benign as the Civilization series has political undertones. In that example, the undertones are being that the ultimate goal of every country should be some form of global domination, whether it's through military or science or economics. Having a game be totally void of any perspective leads to very boring games. For example, during the development of The Division 2, developer Ubisoft insisted multiple times that the game would be politically neutral. Now, while the game ended up being functionally sound, the game just fell into a sea of dozens of other loot-based shooters. Developer Interversion did not have these same fears when developing their simulation game, Prison Architect. As the name implies, you are in charge of running a for-profit prison and are just a simple cog in the criminal justice system machine. It's easy to view those who work in the criminal justice system as being mustache-twirling villains who worship money. And while those people do certainly exist, Prison Architect argues that it's the system itself that is the most corrupt, and even the best of intentions will usually fail. Immediately, the tutorial sets the tone for a dark yet dispassionate game. You get calls from a state governor and a CEO of a prison conglomerate and you are ordered to construct a cell and execution chamber for a man who was convicted of murdering his wife. Every step of the way, the characters speak as though it's just another day in the office, nobody giving any weight to their actions or decisions, although they do talk about how they don't really have much of a choice. They are bound by law to execute this man and there is no ambiguity in this situation. You see in flashbacks that this man is a brutal murderer. There is a priest who gives the murderer some religious comfort and discusses that the system should allow for possible forgiveness and rehabilitation. But no one person has control over the system. No one person can enact change and you as the player, reluctantly follow the instructions of the tutorial, And the murderer is given the electric chair. You are now free to construct a prison of your own. When I played for the first time, I vowed to make a more ethical prison than the one I was forced to build in the tutorial. My prison was going to have larger cells with extra amenities and more opportunities for recreation and rehabilitation. And things started off pretty well. Those who entered the prison seemed to appreciate what I was building. Inmates took advantage of education programs, read books while in their cells, and generally got along with one another. Now my for-profit prison wasn't particularly profitable, I ended up breaking even most days, but I felt pretty good about the work I was doing. After a few weeks worth of in-game time though, some cracks started showing in my system. Every day the prison would get multiple buses worth of prisoners who needed housing, food, and other necessities. What started out as a stretched but manageable budget quickly turned into an unstable one. My social and education programs were burning a huge hole in my budget. And the new influx of new inmates day after day meant that my generous cells were causing a shortage of space that I eventually had to cut down on. Cells that once held windows and bookshelves and the occasional TV were cut down to just holding a bed and a toilet the two things that the game requires to create a legally viable cell. And this started an awful chain reaction that eventually crumbled my prison. Inmates started acting out. Now first it was the occasional smuggled drug or other contraband, but then inmates started fighting each other in the yard and cafeteria. After that they started lashing out against the guards and my support staff. To counter this, I started locking down the prison and became more restrictive. I built a solitary confinement wing, hired more guards to patrol every room and hallway, and started performing a weekly lockdown to remove any extra contraband. Eventually these restrictions culminated in escape attempts and the occasional riot. All the while, government officials were bringing pressure on me to keep things in order, but offered a little in the way of assistance or resources and just kept dumping more and more inmates on my doorstep. About two weeks' worth of chaos passed with almost no reprieve, and then all hell broke loose. One day, things started easy enough. New inmates came in, people ate, worked out. But all of a sudden, a guard was stabbed while guarding the exercise yard. I immediately called for a lockdown and search for more weapons. But my inmates had enough of my lockdowns and searches, and just the overall conditions of the prison, and started lashing out. Dozens of inmates wielded shivs and other makeshift weapons and killed multiple guards. They took those guards' guns, and shootouts were taking place all over the prison. Police officers coming from neighboring towns had little chance of survival. Staff and nonviolent inmates were running for their lives, occasionally getting hit in the crossfire. With little options left, I called for a SWAT team to come in to end the riot. With military-like precision, the SWAT team eliminated any potential threat of violence. My prison, that was at one time a symbol of hope for a better future, was covered in blood and corpses. I became what I vowed never to be. I valued peace and control over doing the right thing. After a few minutes of surveying the carnage... I got a call from the CEO of the prison conglomerate I was part of, and in fear of negative press, I was fired and promptly shoved back into the main menu of the game. I had lost. I thought about what I experienced days after this encounter in the game. Was I to blame, or was it the fault of the inmates? Or was it the fault of the system? Of course I was in charge, and I should have done better. But I thought about the game as a whole. There are thousands of players of this game, and in the real world there will be thousands of people who look at the for-profit criminal justice system and see dollar signs. How much power does one person have to enact change? You learn throughout playing Prison Architect that systems hold power over the people, and only a massive coalition of people coming together and demanding better from elected officials and corporations will have any chance to enact change in the world for the better thank you for listening this lore party minigame was executive produced by abu zafar and produced by me michael ferris check out our website at loreparty.com and check out our twitter and instagram pages at lore underscore party check out our facebook page at the lore party podcast network Subscribe to Lore Party in your favorite podcasting app or on Spotify. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a review. It really helps us grow the show. Thank you very much for listening.